Hello there, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, all of whom are loved, and welcome to this space. And welcome to a brand new episode of The Bad Betches, the only Bad Batch discussion show hosted by the Imperial Scent Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Ashby, and joining me as always is my beloved co-host, Nikki Kumar. Howdy, everyone. How you doing? Oh, you know, pretty good, <laughs> all things considered. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no. Not not too many complaints. I, I had a nice breakfast burrito today, so mm, so yeah. I know, yeah. So here you go. Funny story. Well, to to go collect this breakfast burrito, I, I had to go outside, <clears throat> and um, when I was there, I saw a guy with a cat on a leash, but then the cat was also on his shoulders. <laughs> wait, 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 like, wait, a, like a yeah, like he is standing outside the like little. Uh, I guess like cafe and mm. uh he's reading a menu in the window and his cat was just on his shoulder like like a little parrot but how was the leash like was the leash wrapped around oh so like he was holding the leash and then it yeah like went up and there was like a harness around the cat and i was like damn that's a, it's an adventurous cat because i'm picturing uh, like full-on empire yoda luke yeah, it wasn't far off, honestly. Uh, Incredible. Yeah, just on his shoulder, like a what's the, what's the Star Wars version? I guess it would be like Hondo and his little Kowakian. kind of like that. Oh bless! But yeah. Speaking of a uh, Kowakian monkey lizard, Claire will be on the show. She is running a little bit late because of uh, other stuff, but we thought we'd go ahead and get started and talk about this amazing episode. Uh, yeah, things have been good for me. I I don't know if you can tell, but there's a fan on, because in the UK, it's fucking ridiculous right now, heat-wise. Um, and as we, you know, you, you say it all the time, it's very hot, and the Americans go, oh, well, actually, what about... No, we don't have air conditioning in the UK, <laughs> okay? So, it's hot. It is indeed. <laughs> So, yeah, it's been crazy. But we had a good day today in terms of, you know, respect for the for the nation and getting a bit more hope up again because this time we did beat the Italians in the F1. So, a bit of Formula race. 1, a bit of pod racing going on. Water race, yeah. Great stuff. I, and, I, uh, I actually, I usually try to watch the races, um, but they are on at, like, 5 a.m. here. So, <laughs> finally, I was like, thank God they're in... In England, because it was 7 a.m. I'm like, I can do 7 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. there was a special guest there today. Oh, yeah. Han Solo himself, Harrison Ford. Indeed. Uh, Hanging out. And, yeah, Silverstone's not that far away from me, so mm -hmm. technically, I was very, very close to Han you Solo. You could have seen Han Solo, maybe. <laughs> Almost. Uh, but did he win it fairly? Yes. Next question. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we, so apart from that, everything's good. Everything's all fine and dandy. And we had a really another good episode of The Bad Batch that came out, which was nice to see. That wasn't, you know... Oh, God, here we go. From Reed Devaney. says, on, on a scale from one to Christian Horner, mm -hmm. how mad do you think Crosshair was when he when House walked out of those doors? Man. He was Crosshair was in fine Christian Horner. <laughs> he, I just need Christian Horner now to like go into the next race with a toothpick. 
<laughs> and be like, he put he put Max in hospital. Ah! <laughs> 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 Permission to hunt Mercedes. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, full on full on Christian from Crosshair. Crazy stuff. Um, yeah, and as always, just to let everybody know, if you have any questions about this episode or just questions for us in general, please do ask us them and we shall reply. Unless mm-hmm. they're rude or nothing to do. I mean, depends on how bad, how, depends how they connect to the episode, but we'll try and answer as many questions as we can. We do accept rude questions if they are rude in the sense of, ooh, naughty. <laughs> Yes, and <laughs> the episode. Like, don't just ask us private stuff because that's weird. Um, unless that, the weird that's stuff for Patreon. Does, that is a Patreon exclusive. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't watched the show before, what we do is we go through the episode with specific points that we've picked out and we talk about those in chronological order or we try to go in chronological order, but sometimes we like to jump ahead because, you know, it's fun. It's fun to talk about stuff. Um, so yeah, why don't we just jump right in and start at the beginning. What we have here is Sindulas and Shackles and on free, ta-da! <laughs> Proud of that one. There we go. Yeah, I mean, we didn't we didn't know specifically if he had died last week. We had a bit of discussion back and forth about whether that wouldn't interfere with the Lords of the Sith book. Looks like it doesn't. All is well. First things first, though, show me a body. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, uh, it's it's a, it's another great one of those because I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, is is Rampart the guy you want to be taking the truth from? Probably not. So I am curious. I'm curious what he's actually like. Um, if he is actually recovering, or if they are intent on killing him, or something, or do Twi'leks have like particularly strong? Skulls. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, let's not forget, Homie got sniped in the head. If he is still alive, that is a miracle. Um, I, yeah. I will say the two things that, to me, feel like he is alive. Is one, I feel like if obviously Rampart gave the order right and mm-hmm. planned it out, I feel like if anyone could snipe someone in the head perfectly enough that didn't kill them but seriously harmed them it's crosshair that's true and two matt martin seemed to suggest that he's okay yeah (laughs) and was like hey everyone looks like he got angry for no reason yeah (laughs) isn't isn't that just the fandom in a nutshell (laughs) um yeah absolutely but yeah yeah no absolutely that reminds me of uh like in john wick where the guy's like you gotta you got to make it look like I didn't help you. It's like, shoot here and shoot here. And you'll miss all my things and dodge baby, bam, and get them. Um, so, yeah, Crosshair can do that. And it also, uh, I guess, emboldens Onfrey Tar and his, mm-hmm. one, his, his faith to the Empire and two, yeah. his aggression against Cham and yeah. the, the outsiders. So, yeah, I, I do think that he was shot in the head <laughs> and somehow just managed to survive. Yeah, as Chad says, just grazed his ear. There we go. Bonsoir! Yeah, just a flashback. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I thought that was really cool. We get to see uh, the Cinderellas all in prison in Under Lock and Key, and we see mm. a bit of um, apprehension on one of the clones' face. It's Captain Hauser, who, as we know last week, had a, had an interesting 
look about him considering that obviously as we know the clones so far seem to have been brainwashed mm -hmm. yeah it it just keeps setting up the the interesting question of like what what exactly is like the state of their free will um and like yeah like how many how many are still just going along with it how many like what does chip activation fully mean uh, again i like it sort of nebulous i think that's more fun than somebody bringing out the whole like the written directive of order 66 like i i like it sort of nebulous where you can you can play with it a little and um and yeah i think it's i think it's super interesting and um i think i don't i don't think crosshair is a part of that conversation um i think it's shown the the degree to which they <laughs> overzapped his chip um i think he does stay a bit out of um that what is the free will conversation but yeah i think it's super interesting and i i hope hauser's story is one that continues um yeah because i yeah. don't think the empire are particularly nice to the prisoners no and um yeah i think i don't know i feel like i don't know especially with um a lot of speculation around uh whether or not Mama Sindula would make it out of this episode. And the fact that she is still here um, makes me feel like we're not done with them. Like, mm. whether it's in Bad Batch, whether it's in the next season, whether it's just another story, another time and place, um, I feel like there's a lot more to happen with, uh, with Ryloth. And you know, Hunter sort of had that lingering look at Hauser. I wonder if Hunter tells Rex that there are clones out there who are making decisions, and if that leads to another story, you know, maybe Rex tries to help him. Um, so yeah, I thought it was, I just thought it was really cool, and how it just keeps building this conversation around what what are clones capable of in uh, in terms of what the chip does to them. Yeah, because there is there is so much you can delve into there. Like, is there free will? Is there a? I don't know. Are some clones more open? Their minds are a bit more open based on their experiences. So they're more likely to be able to break through the chip. Or maybe is there like a, a weakness to the chip? Maybe it degrades after a certain time. We don't specifically know, which mm -hmm. I find interesting. I don't think it was perfect. I don't think every chip. We sold up to fives, for example. We and top, with, uh, yeah. And top. So there's definitely like backstory and history towards that that may suggest that. So I'm interested to see where they go because I and we'll get into that later about the other clones. But we do see a few others who gave up their um their weapons. Mm -hmm. But overall, I thought it was again a nice continuation of the previous episode. I like the way that we see the Imperials just fully take down, completely take over the way, the different ways they're taking over control of planets, mm -hmm. whether that's through peaceful transfer, uh, peaceful transfer, but making sure that there's no uprising. Yeah. You want to smother the uh, rebellion while it's in the crib. Uh, <laughs> too funny. But yeah, I thought it was really cool. I like seeing the, how they locked them up and seeing Chopper on surveillance. Mm. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. And Hera like 
camped out outside her like house and shit. <laughs> be like, where is it? What's everyone doing? What do I do? <laughs> uh, I guess yeah. Once again, it's just like I continue to marvel at being in Harrison Dula's presence once again. Yeah, it's it's just it's so much fun that that she's here and um and when she gets to more fully engage with with the batch. And we do, speaking of Hera, we get a lot of her in this episode because we have Hera's A New Hope moment. We have her mm. doing the whole similar sort of uh, I need your help hologram transmission to the Bad Batch. We find out that Omega gave the, the uh, was it like the transmission or the correspondence for the uh, the ship? Yeah, basically <laughs> she gave her their number. <laughs> <laughs> she gave her, her email. <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's like a um, it, it just, it's just another sort of sweet moment between two kids, right? Like, you know, it's like, it's like being, <laughs> meeting someone at school on the first day and be like, here's my house number. <laughs> like, give me a call. Um, uh, yeah. Here's I, my email. It's omega at <laughs> badbatch at aol.com. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It's, uh, it was, it was just, it was very, it's a very sweet moment. I love, I love, uh. Hunter basically being like, "You gave us, you gave her our email." <laughs> like, um, they're they're just they're sort of taken aback by um, just how like giving she was to this this little kid. And again, it, I think it goes to show how special of an interaction it was. Like, I mean, we saw that ourselves, like watching it play out. But even just within the context of the universe, you know, just straight up given given their contact info because. They had a they had a little bond together, and well, like I don't think Cuts kids got her number. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't know that. Maybe that's the season finale. That is Everyone true. We up. don't technically know that, but um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it was it was a good moment because I remember, I think the first time I watched it, I didn't catch that line, and I was just sort of sitting around and like, how did she contact them? And then when I watched it again, I was like, oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> there's, there's, Omega's Omega's just handing out contact info. <laughs> it's like how do they know our, our mailing address yeah they just get like random packages from different people they've met the rancor mm-hmm. <laughs> sends a letter uh, speaking of people that we love to see all the time and uh, showing up look who's here it's Claire Hi. There we go. hey everybody sorry for my tardiness I have family in town and today's afternoon festivities ran a bit longer than anticipated but I'm here I'm so excited. There we go. <laughs> uh, we've always spoken about so far is the first one, which was basically on free. Uh, Tada, which is him surviving. We, talked about, we spoke a little bit about the, uh, the Cinderlers being arrested, but now we're just mainly talking about Hera introducing herself to uh, the Bad Batch and talking about how Hera gave her email. Uh, Omega gave her email out to Hera <laughs> of sorts. <laughs> And, yeah, they're um, they're uh, space book friends. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Confirm that friend request. Oh, Hera it made me happy. Me. <laughs> oh God. Oh, I forgot about poking there for a little bit, Charlie, and I'm a little disappointed you remind me. To be honest, it's all it's all fun and games till the farm fill requests come in. <laughs> oh Jesus. Yeah. My goodness. But yeah, how lovely is that to see Omega like 
really blossoming into herself and making new friends across space. It's just so great. It's so good. It was very cute. And I, I, I did love seeing just her absolute willingness to like go back like immediately. Like mm-hmm. how long has this been? Like what, 20 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> A day yeah. maybe? It was, <laughs> she just wanted to see her friend again. <laughs> Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I, I thought that was great. And I think it was also, you know, sort of the vessel for, <laughs> that's, that's true. That, that was a while ago. Um, yeah, I, but I think it was a great vessel for that sort of thematic conversation um, of like, we, we can't help everyone. It's like, why not? Mm-hmm. And it, it really reminded me even of, of Jen being like, are you just a stormtrooper? Like, like you have the choice to do this, and it's like, isn't yeah. that what isn't that what soldiers do? And it's like, or are you just gonna be, you know, this thing designed by the Kaminoans to to fight whatever mission you're told to do? It's like, like you you ha- you can have a purpose now, and I, I liked how that that kind of resonated with Hunter that he agreed to go back after that little that little line from Omega. So good. There was that, and also, yeah, like, like you said about um, Rogue One, but also it reminded me a lot of the Clone Wars and like the Jedi having this sort of like dogma and having to go for the Senate for specific missions, and we can't get involved in here because it will ruin the <laughs> neutrality. Like, it's people are dying, mm-hmm. right? You know, that's what really should matter, and I feel like that's it. Reminded me of this as well. Like the Republic obviously had their jurisdictions and. The Bad Batch were probably used to those jurisdictions and like, this is what we do, this is how we do it, we don't just go off and Omega has that uh, open mind of being like, well, why? Yeah. And then I guess you have to ask a question, there is no particular reason why. Like, mm-hmm. Just yeah, because like, it's always been that way doesn't mean that's the right way. Yeah. Fresh set of eyes sometimes helps with that. So yeah, her ability to like see through the bullshit and mm-hmm. cut the red tape, which is funny because again, it's like... <laughs> Red tape was introduced to the Bad Batch in this episode or in this series because, like, mm. when we knew them before, they were the ones being wild against the regular the regs, right? And um, and now it's funny to have Omega now be that to them and challenge them on what they can do and what they should do when before they were, of course, the very independent ones. Um, so yeah, just great stuff in that little scene. She was the baddest batch of them all. <laughs> Damn right, really. Uh, Brent says the disappointment animated on Omega's face at the moment was so good. It really read to how Hunter responded to her question there. Yeah, I I agree. I thought it's really great how Omega keeps pointing out these things. And I did see some conversation about the Bad Batch not learning. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think it's different um, like comfort zones that they have to cross and bear. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that he doesn't care about other people. It's that he wants to protect Omega and his brothers. He cares too much about people. Yes. Specifically his people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I also did love the the tech line where he's like, kids are known to over-exaggerate. And Omega's <laughs> like, no, I don't. <laughs> that, was, that was another great just kid moment. Um, I always I always love how how well they they nail that she's a child still. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they they get so many of the little things uh, right about that. And yeah, it uh, yeah, the 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 point about them not learning is, is not the case. It's, and like you said, they're like these are very specific barriers that are being broken down, um, 
little by little. And I think what's interesting as well about the, the, the child thing is that, in a sense, they're children too, because these are people that have been artificially grown and aged extensively, and they've had experiences, but they haven't really had life experiences, which mm. is what the show is about. And like, they've never had like an, an average like place to stay. Like they even mentioned in the first episode, like they don't go to Camino that often. Mm. Um, so this is them learning as well. Like, it's them learning life stuff. Like they may have yeah. read the books, but it's like we say that like, you got to have you have your you know your knowledge skills and you have your your real life skills, and sometimes you can't just read a book to get those. Exactly. And like having the choice now to pursue what they wish to pursue because they couldn't even go home, not because they probably didn't want to, but because they didn't have a choice. They mm -hmm. weren't allowed to choose. They, it, it, it's weird to suddenly have freedom and get to test your own morality on firsthand. It's, it's a different experience other than go do that or, you know, choose yeah. your own adventure. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's so different to be to have mission parameters versus mm -hmm. yeah. versus your heat. You're just living now, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. and you get to you get to do what you want to do. And yeah, I think it's I think it's a very like interesting part of the show and how Hunter's been the one to to take that sort of this is our life now and channel that into I have to be cautious now for for the rest of them. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's it and. We can talk more about that at the end of the episode because that's sort of the point Eleni makes to to him later. Is like pretty soon no one is going to be safe from this. And I, I watched the the first part of this uh, little arc earlier, um, and it just made me sad again when Jam, when Jam's like, "I don't want this life for you, here." Oh. <laughs> it's like and we and we that's just, all yeah. she gets. Yep. Oh, that's, that's that's her future. And yeah, so it's it's. Uh, it's a big theme, I think, for this show, and I also sort of Star Wars in general. Of, you know, everything, everything will come back, right? Like you can't protect everyone forever. Um, so yeah, especially when you think not only that, but also, like, based on, we don't know for sure, but I'm guessing maybe the person in the piloting the ghost in Episode Nine might be Jason Sindula. So it's not only just Harris, also. Champ's grandchildren. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's so sad to think about because, like, in his mind, he, he was so close and Ryloth was so close, but he doesn't realize. Just it, it never ends. Yep. Well, supposedly, Rise of Skywalker, it all ends. We're all good. Nothing bad's going to happen. None of your great, great, <laughs> yeah. great progeny will experience I love. I love when a war ends and war never happens ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I love what I love That's when that works, happens. right? Yeah. And there were no more issues. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like I really did love seeing a bit more of that. And then we see Hera and the Babatch meet up. They do a little reconnaissance mission, and they find out that the person who is on Ryloth with them is Crosshair and the Elite Squadron, which has Hunter. Like, well, we're going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not worth it. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Um, I also loved his uh, his little probe droid takedown. <laughs> yeah. But he's like it. he's like B R B. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was super cool. But but yeah, I thought that led to a really, all again like a sort of sad conversation when he basically straight up tells Hera, he's like, 
yeah, I said I said we'd have a look, and sorry, <laughs> um, which which is you know a tough thing to to tell a kid, and um, I also I loved I loved again I felt like this episode was really a lot of Omega stepping stepping into her her power um, because it, even just the way she sort of like affirmatively was like they're my brothers and it sort of showed this way that relationships change. Like she's not really looking up to them like a kid to a parent. And mm -hmm. it, and it's like, she's, she now feels like at their level. Um, and I think, I think that's a really important step for her. Exactly. It's so funny to watch that relationship. Well, not funny, but it's been, it's been very interesting watching that relationship change over the mm -hmm. course of these last 12 episodes and but and also not only does she feel that way she proves that she is right she, mm -hmm. she is worth her salt and and can hold her own in every sense she is a member of the bad batch by all standards and she can hatch a plan and execute it and mm -hmm. think on her feet and just be the perfect amazing little child soldier <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> Our what a beautiful, weird violent baby. A <laughs> <laughs> little child soldier. Oh, here's a cute little child soldier. Oh, that's, so a good, cool. that's a good Hasbro figure, like my little child soldier. Oh no! <laughs> oh god! Hopefully they don't have little shamrocks on their butts like the My Little Pony series. That's oh, just god. automatically what I thought of. <laughs> <laughs> One uh, of them has a U.S. flag. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I hate myself. I'm done. I'm done with this. <laughs> fives, fives has five on his ass. <laughs> his little tattoo. I mean, aren't aren't all clones technically child soldiers? Yeah. Yeah. They're all they're all youths. <laughs> oh, that's um, yeah. Youths. Um, oh my god! Yeah. I, I... <laughs> good lord! Oh, this is a oh. good point. Oh yeah, go ahead. From Brent. Omega does remind me of new in Aliens. Oh, mm. I need to rewatch Aliens. It's the blonde hair, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, another just sort of small thing that I really loved. Um, I love how like menacing Imperial Crosshair's helmet is. Like, mm -hmm. there's that that scene when they're when the guy like brings over the the image of Wrecker, <laughs> which is funny that it's just, I don't know why it's funny that it's Wrecker. It just is. <laughs> it's like, he's like the big doofus just there. Um, he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the way Crosshair, like, scans the area. Um, it just I felt, just, yeah. yeah, it just felt very, like, menacing. And, like, he's out there. And it reminded me of that beginning of Rogue One Death Trooper shot where he's sort of, like, just looking out at the horizon. Um, and I... There's something almost, almost like Vader-esque about it with with the grill. Oh, it? Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, there's, a, there's, there's moments in the original trilogy where Vader just looks around, like he can mm. sense something. Like especially that I sense something I haven't felt since, and then walks off. It's that sort of energy of he is, he knows something, and it's yeah. not telling you, which adds more intrigue to the audience. Like, right, well, he knows something, but we don't know what he knows or what his intentions are. So. Yep. And and that moment later on with the This is a trick. Yeah. <laughs> like like uh yeah, dipshit, they're coming over there. He's like, no, like, no, 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 no. Of course we're gonna go over there. They're bombing that thing. That's what they're attacking. <laughs> He's like, you guys <sighs> He's like 
He's like, uh, why am I blanking right now on his name? Smoking a cigarette outside. Ben Affleck just going. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Amateurs. <laughs> um, he, he traded the A team for Police Academy. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah, no, it's it's why it was such a good decision on on the sort of show's behalf to split them up like that mm-hmm. because because you have a team with all the tricks and then you stick someone on the bad side who knows the playbook mm-hmm. um and we saw it we saw it with the Braca episode right um so I, whenever crosshair knows they're around like he knows to to be extra on guard because <laughs> there's yeah they, they thrive on unpredictability Mm-hmm. And they don't know how to deal with that, which is funny when we see a bit more unpredictability that sort of surprises the bad batch layer. Um, and I, I just thought it was really interesting with the flight sequence when uh, they get in the they get on the ship. Uh, and <laughs> this is it. That text quote: "Yes, your <laughs> dangerous and erratic flying behavior is confusing to them as it is." To <laughs> oh, I full on belly laughed. That was so it, good. That whole part was great. <laughs> Starting starting with Chopper, really really flexing those sneaky muscles that he's gonna be <laughs> he's gonna be exploiting in uh, in Rebels. Unfortunately, no paint job for him yet. They don't have Sabine yet. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I loved the little infiltration. I loved him getting caught. Um, and then yeah, o- Omega again, like like Claire was saying earlier, Omega's ability to like think on the fly now. And I loved, I loved her line. She's like, "Bitch, we're taking a shuttle." <laughs> He's like, "Like, we're taking that." And it's like, "Don't you want to? Don't you want to fly?" And it, oh, it was, yeah, okay. it was so great seeing her like call the shots for Hera too, because it's always, you know, we're so used to Hera being the one in control, saying, "This is what we're gonna do. You guys do this." And and now sort of be able to go back in this point and seeing someone else sort of direct her is is pretty fun. Um, and yeah, just the whole, the whole flying thing was great. So many, so many great, it's like perfect, again, perfect Star Wars, right? Where like these people are totally in danger and they're still saying funny things. Mm-hmm. Um, so like <laughs> when she's like, yeah, we're uh, working on it. <laughs> like we're in, we're in a shuttle. <laughs> Don't shoot our shuttle down. Um, so yeah, all that stuff was just great. Great action again. And tech really getting to show his skills behind the, the cockpit uh, or the steering contraption. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was that was kind of a, a cool move. Him like sort of drifting into the refinery and record going and hot. Yeah, and I think what was really sweet as well is like, like you mentioned, it had that pure Anakin and Phantom Menace energy. That's exactly what I was gonna say. That's just like, uh. It's still an autopilot. I guess we're going. <laughs> this is tense. This is tense. It's a neat. Let's try spinning. That's a neat trick. And yeah, seeing both of them kind of be like, yeah, and that's what I love about Star Wars is that they go in on the fly, and I think, like, mm. like we said, unpredictability is the key, and it's pure Anakin energy. It's pure Star Wars energy. It's the chaotic. Let's go along and see what this does. But also, it's not just them doing it by chance. It's also talent and skill. Mm-hmm. And I, I really loved how Omega is using her uh, her skill, like of like tactician and trying to like plan things ahead. 
So we get to see a bit more of that, like you said, when she says, get the show on break and no, because poor Chopper got caught. <laughs> uh, not before he, not before he, as Bob says, the killing spree has begun. <laughs> he murders that droid. It's taste of blood. <laughs> um, he's, he's a grizzled veteran. Yeah. He is. I will say too that, um, like, no, I know it happens in Rebels a lot, and it's and we've seen it before. But every time Chopper takes his two little arms and goes, it just makes me laugh. Yeah. I just, I just love that we got another moment of Chopper getting caught and just being like, Ugh. Chopper's arms are the best. I, I also love, great. I think it's the episode with Ketsu when he's being like dragged in by the, the whatever the tracking beam thing, and he gets his arms and goes, ah, and like covers his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, his, arms, his arms rock. Um, but yeah, I also just, I love the escalation. Because again, like, yeah, like Omega's seeing the big picture. Um, but I, lo- I love that sort of like the escalation between you send the droid in quietly or steal a shuttle and blow the fuck out of everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, plan yeah. B. Yeah, Way plan different B. plan B. <laughs> yep. So yeah, no, it, uh, was, it was great stuff on the refinery. And of course, this she, ha- she had to take off. And land. <laughs> and it was yeah. nail-biter for all of us. Yeah. Indeed it was. Uh, speaking of nail-biting and just people getting excited about things, and know this. Uh, everyone's favorite new bad boy. Hashtag sexy fella. Captain Hauser. Hash- Captain Yowza, more like it. Mm. <laughs> there we go. Jesus. There's Thank a you, may I have another? <laughs> he, like, is interrogating, or not interrogating, but he's, he's asking... Cham for Hera's location or a potential location for he- uh, for Hera. And what I liked about that sequence is that we still don't quite know where his loyalties lie. Mm-hmm. And you can't blame Cham for like, being outspoken. And I like that because it really does build up till later on when we have that big moment. Yeah. Uh, but it was really cool seeing him like seeing what's happening while the explosions and the breakouts going on and going along with it and also seeing how the elite squad dealt with that situation like we said not great <laughs> like i'm sure of course i was like be better <laughs> fucking hate these guys <laughs> i wish i could just put a bolt in them like i did the last first guy <laughs> i just keep giving me shit to work with um yeah no the the hauser stuff was was really good because it's like yeah even if we want to believe him like cham can't and so that just sets up a good um again like just good conflict between between these two groups yeah and not only the two groups but also like i guess the push of the clone troopers in general we got the the idea of the clone troopers themselves then you got the push the brink clone troopers with um crosshair and then it's the idea of, well, just do the normal troopers work, because mm-hmm. it's a big issue. Um, King George the Sixth. I'm glad you're pulling this up. <laughs> Seriously, I don't think House of Story is done. They built him up for a lot in the story to just essentially end off screen. I feel they have left available, left him available for a future reappearance at some point. Uh, yes, yeah. I agree. And why don't we just jump to that, because it's, it's a key point of the episode. Mm-hmm. That's Hauser's sacrifice and hope for the clones. Now, this moment was, I Huge. think, one of my 
favorite in the season. I think it's yeah. incredible. Whoa. Did you guys expect to see a clone trooper appealing to his brothers in the show like this? I didn't expect it to be this one. Yeah, same. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the other thing that's amazing to me is when he did how many, knowing that they were dead in the water, essentially, also put down their weapons. That yeah. this is not an isolated incident to the Bad Batch because their chips are not functioning. This is, this like, they're throughout the clone army, there are clearly clones silently dealing with this and this guilt over what is going on in these next steps and uh eat your heart i like obviously it's a bad move because like treason and it usually um doesn't doesn't end so well for people um but i think that with i think that it's very possible that we could see him again in this season or when rex comes back i feel like he could be like, you know, when we meet back up with Rex, like, hey, there was this clone who was, wants to defect. We should break him out, blah, 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 things like that. I think that, that there could be a really good opportunity to get Hauser and the rest of those clones, that those faceless clones that put their weapons down in this episode. Oh, it mm. just pulled at my heart because there, it was just so hopeless. But he had to do what was right and protect Cham, even if Cham didn't trust. Oh, so good. So, yeah. so good. I love it. Yeah, we, we talked about it a little bit earlier on, uh, in case you know other people weren't tuned in yet. Um, like I think, as I, like for me, the the real kicker is not seeing the mom die, <laughs> um, which is big because to me that means there's more Ryloth. Mm-hmm. Um, whether again, whether that's Bad Batch or whether that's something else, uh, you know, whatever a comic, a blah 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 book. Um, I feel like that means there's more story to be told. There's, there's untold. Yeah, there's still there's still stuff on the table. Um, so yeah, I think uh, like and again, Hunter Hunter's sort of lingering look before they left that also told me things. I feel like that's gonna be on his mind. And yeah, like like Rex, I think he could tell Rex, and Rex could try to help Hauser, and and I think even a long time ago, way 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 back. With episode one of the Bad Batch, I think we talked about this idea of like, what if a clone rebellion is part of this end game for this story, right? And so you have all these things of, um, you know, all these pieces of Rex trying to find people, Rex, or, you know, Rex originally coming into the show suspicious of every clone, right? And and now you have this outlet for clones to say, or for the batch to be like, hey, we saw people like straight up, um, you know, defy the programming. And, and what, is, what is that? Like, there's something there. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it's definitely on the table. Um, I don't think Hauser's done. I think we will see him again. Um, I hope not. hope we get to see his handsome yeah. mug again. He's, he's not only hot, he is brave. He is. Oh my yep. God! Because because they a perfect ten on every every yeah. category. Come and on, they were like, "Come with us," and he's like, "No." It, it was it was sort of like not to call Avi Singh a, a coward because he's brave in a different <laughs> way, but it was very similar. Where he's like, "I can't leave my people," and they're like, "No, 
you gotta live to fight another day. Or but Hauser was like, I I will not abandon them. Like mm-hmm. they they are, you know, they're a lot of them are good. I know they're good, and I gotta try. Um, so and yeah, I've, it was. Oh god. Yeah, sorry. I think that, like you said, that line and the Mega's line combine in Hunter's mind because it's the idea of yes. <laughs> they're like in the before like they're like oh we're just rakes whatever all about them now it's they are family we're brothers and we don't leave family behind or we shouldn't so i feel like is that going to push him in that direction is that what that lingering thought was and specifically is that i should not leave crosshair behind and yeah. that is what i feel like the finale is going to be and that's what's going to build up to and i'm really nervous and yeah. really no, no, it's, especially it's, considering it, it, things that we will I'm sure touch on in a little bit as to Crosshair's direction coming up mm. because I have the biggest pit in my stomach thinking about the journey that we're about to go on for the next four final episodes of this season yeah I ah. think I think it's a big deal that um, you know that Hunter when he's <laughs> There we go. It's true. Ten points to Hauser. Ten, ten <laughs> points to Hauser. Um, but yeah, I think it's a big deal that Hunter, when he sees Crosshair or knows Crosshair's around, not just to protect his his little, you know, his little family, but he doesn't like want to get Crosshair. He's like, avoid, avoid, avoid. <laughs> right? like, like there is, I think. I mean, we saw it with earlier in the show with the the guilt like the latent guilt of mm-hmm. we left him behind and, and, you know, and they, they know through what Omega's told them and what they know about the chips and like, they, there's that guilt of, you know, he didn't choose this and we didn't help him. Um, and I think that's really interesting that, yeah, that like Hunter still does not want to confront him. This isn't, mm-hmm. this isn't a, he's after us. We got to take him out. This is he's after us. Let's uh, see him later. Um, <laughs> So, so yeah, I think that's super fascinating, and and I think, um, yeah, we can get into sort of theories on on what is going to happen in a bit, but but yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a really cool dynamic, and and yeah, just the shifting perspectives of like yeah, like how they see regs, how they see each other, um, yeah. Yeah, and like with the clone uprising, I feel like it's definitely going to happen, and we will see like some clones fighting clone action, which will be, you know, obviously devastating. Yeah, and especially because we know that it doesn't work, and that's the sort of stuff I love with Star Wars. It's the you know that this happens at this point. Don't know how we get there, mm-hmm. but we know it's not great, and we know it's certainly not. We know the Anakin that. becomes Darth Vader. How do we get mm-hmm. there? Prequel mm-hmm. trilogy. Pain. You're like, I know I'm gonna be real sad at the end of this. <laughs> and oh. yeah, you you know that there is that. Like Rex is very despondent and sort of like, I'm out of action. We're just gonna go fishing. Um yeah. mm-hmm. so you know. Uh in terms of Brent saying it feels like Hauser might be a generation one clone, I think so, because he's got that mm-hmm. sly fox look. He's got that handsome devil look right to him. He's <laughs> got, got a bit of salt and pepper in the hair, you know. Mm. I'll tell you mm. what. There's no Captain Keeley. <sighs> oh. Let me tell you that. Keeley, I'm telling you, if he was if he would have made it, 
to this point, Keely would be hot clone. Who <laughs> was who was defying survival's defying hot though. Survival's hot. Yeah. Well, you know, he was he, he went out a hero, so <laughs> I'm gonna say when you don't make it, you get considerably less hot. <laughs> Unless you are into some very unique things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also like the idea of like your loved one dying and then being like, ugh. <laughs> like, but uh, I, I gotta tell you, like can, talking about surviving, I was waiting for that sniper bolt <laughs> to hit Hauser <laughs> during his speech. Oh, no. so I was like, like shout out to Crosshair's constraint for arresting people <laughs> and not just sniping them. <laughs> Growth, you know. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> we go. You say the bad bitch doesn't grow. Look at yeah. Crosshair. <laughs> Look at him, man. Yeah, uh, you know, he, also, he went, he went he from missed. killing. Yeah. Yeah. He missed in this episode. That's weird. We'll talk about that. Um, but yeah, he, uh, you know, he, he usually, uh, usually likes to, to shoot the people. He shot his little recruit for, <laughs> for disobeying him. And now he's seen this guy clearly starting a, uh, insurrection he's like you know what lock him up yeah oh, it's like is he has he got a different sense of right and wrong that we don't particularly know so far yet which we'll get into in a second or as we've previously discussed and seen in this series is the empire just cheap is he like not worth the buck <laughs> not worth the bulk <laughs> <laughs> Is it from a certain point of view story about the logistics of firing at the escape pod in A New Hope? That's exactly. what it is. Yeah. Like, I'd have to fire, file this paperwork and that paperwork and it would, this department would be up my butt. You know, that's not worth it. He's not the one processing anyone, so he's fine just taking prisoners because that's someone else's job. <laughs> so he's like, you like to take them? Someone in the you know other department's going to handle their... It's a, and a sideburns dude from uh, New Hope. Why are you taking this thing? <laughs> <laughs> um, I also want to point out something quickly, which is that I don't know what that is behind you, Nikki. I don't know if it's like a packet or something, mm-hmm. but it looks like Chopper. Hey, it kind of does. <laughs> yeah. Was, I, if you keep, I keep staring at it like little, there's a little Chopper like. Looks sideways. like he's about to take off. <laughs> like, like leaning forward to rock it off. There we go. Amazing. Sorry, I, I accidentally. No, lovely. I won't tell you what it is, so as to not ruin the. Uh, Thank you. The, you know, <laughs> illusion. Yeah, illusion. Um, uh, yeah, interesting stuff. Bob says, uh, "Whenever he shoots at the bad batches, he misses." I can count. Think of countless moments. Mm-hmm. Was well, it a miss or is it a? They just dumped out the way. What's a miss? But here's the thing, though. Crosshair doesn't miss. He doesn't. He just doesn't. Yeah. He, he like, hasn't. That's, that's his thing, is he doesn't miss. He's been missing a lot. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's true. There's something yeah. wrong it's upstairs. Very, it's very curious as to whether it's just plot armor or, um, yeah, if there's something going on. Um, very 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 true <laughs> also true yeah it, yeah it's it's like everything right like the empire is shockingly inept when it's time to catch the guys <laughs> right yeah. like in season 1 right like uh, remember when they like uh 
they tracked her beam Vader instead. Like, like these are the guys we're dealing with here, right? Uh, so yeah, I think there's, there's of course an element of that. It's an element of it's not the right time to take them out. Um, oh, but, you just, you just reminded me. What if we get to see Constantine <laughs> in the Clone Wars? Yeah, right. Like, look. Oh. Let, me, let me tell you, man. Especially with watching Loki, I want pride so badly in this show. Mm. Um, I want, I want that guy. I want, I want Richard show up and record some lines um but yeah but outside of that going back to crosshair i think um i think it is super interesting on what's going on with him and i think the the fact that he did not shoot hauser also makes me feel like he is gonna catch them and he's not it's not to kill them and i think we've also sort of talked about the end game being back on camino and i wonder if he catches them and that's how they all get back. And then this big showdown can take place back on Camino. Mm. That's interesting. I, I, here's a question I really want to ask you because I was intrigued by this, which is that last shot. Or, like, well, first of all, when he's staring at the ship going away, and also there's that sort of lingering shot when he gets confirmation that he's allowed to try and get the Bad Batch. What do you think is going through his mind? Because I was, I was like, I wonder if he, his chip is breaking down. Yeah. Like maybe, like, did this speech get through to him as well? Oh, I hope so. That's not how I. <laughs> that's yeah. not how I read it personally. I I read it menacingly, but yeah. But I hope it's not. I hope it's mm-hmm. that. I really do. Yeah, oh. I think I think his chip is so zapped that all he can process is that mission um, and he wants them. But, but I think it's, again, I, I don't think he's going to kill them. I think he'll bring them back. Um, and, and yeah, so I think it'd be great. I'd love to see that. I am, I am so like far in on cross redemption <laughs> that, that like, it's all I dream about. I have this like now with like fever dream of a, of a throwback to the first episode when he shouts for the knife and now later he shouts for Omega's bow and she like throws him the bow and then he's just like, pew, pew, oh. pew, pew. Um, and ah. like, this is all I need, please. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I hope, I hope there is the building blocks. If the speech got to him, that's fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, I think, I think as of now, the, the chip, is still processing that mission for him. That's why he's still going for them. Um, because yeah, like even earlier in the show, the, the sort of powers that be were like, eh, I kind of forgot about them. Um, and he's like, oh, we can go get them though. Just give me like 10 good men. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they, of course they don't give him 10 good men. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think there's a lot in place still for him to, uh, to come back. But uh, I don't know if that's motivating him now. I just, yeah, I feel like, because we're all expecting there to be some sort of redemption. So I was like, maybe like the writers knew that or anticipated it. So they're going to like throw a little curveball. And then maybe he's like slowly turning or like he's unsure still. I think that might be interesting as well. And maybe they have to try and re-zap him again. Well, he doesn't quite understand what's going on. And then, like you said, we get that confrontation on Camino, and that's when that finally all comes out. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, I truly hope we do get to see some sort of redemption. I don't want it to be he dies and that's it. And I mean, that's the thing, right? It's like he's not the he's not a villain in the same way a lot of villains are, because he did not choose this, no. right? And so it's very different to process sort of the the redemption arc compared to to Ben Solo or someone who who made choices to to do the wrong thing. And yes, bad stuff happened to him, but like he made choices. It's very different to somebody who was literally brainwashed. Right. Um, so so yeah, it's it's definitely a different conversation around the redemption of, or potential redemption of this character. Um, so yeah, I think I think it would be yeah pretty unsatisfying if we don't get like a full on like come back to us thing. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. Four upsets. I, I also <laughs> think it's just it's the same reason why I love Bucky Barnes. It's more interesting to have him deal with the repercussions of the fact that he done these horrendous, disgusting, like mm-hmm. war crimes, yeah. and then you have to like live with yourself and do better. And yeah, I think if you do better to help him than Sweet Child yeah. Omega, exactly. Yeah. And that's a story like we've seen over and over again: villain redeemed, villain die. Star Wars pattern. I would really, really love to see that pattern broken here because it's a way, it's such a, there's so many storytelling opportunities there. Please give us season two where we get to explore those early exploring opportunities. But yeah, that's it. I also <laughs> saw someone say, do we think we have the season two? I do think we will, but I feel like they might announce it the same way they did with both the Book of Boba Fett and Loki season two. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be like a post credit thing and it'll be yeah. like a the Bad Batch will be back. Well, the Bad two. Batch will return in season two of The Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I was, this isn't sort of like independent of season two conversation, but just thinking about how much story is left with Ryloth, yeah. I was thinking about how great it would be if animation could do these like special event series where it's like just hit us with like a seven episode arc of like just a little story, like like a Ryloth story, um, which is like a few. Ep- I thought that'd be cool. So it's like you don't always have to like smush it into Bad Batch season two or whatever. Like you could just or, tell an independent story. Like or at the very least, a series of like hour and twenty, hour and fifteen minute mini movies kind mm-hmm. of deal. Like the premiere of Bad Batch was. Yeah. Which felt like a little mini movie in itself. Like you mm-hmm. can tell a lot of those stories through that format. It'd be really cool. I'm like, I, I think, like that. Like, again, I, I, while I think original stories should be the, you know, the go-to, I really think that it would be cool now that we've got like the, you know, these, the Clone Wars style and all those uh, animated like formats. If you could tell some of the stories that we have in like novels or comics, like could you imagine the first like entire Charles Saul Vader run as an animated like special oh my like, god series? Him building Vader's castle and having like Momin and like the Clone Wars style. You wanna give more people a chance to get mad about slight changes? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yikes. I have Saul right here. Yeah. And then people be like, damn you, Charles Saul. Why did you change Charles Saul? Story group <laughs> made Charles Saul change it. 
<laughs> put a gun to his head and made him change. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd love that. Or like, like we said before, like uh, Lord of the Sith, that book. Well, I mean, think about how like hype it was seeing seconds-long clips of Revenge of the Sith translated into oh. animation, right? Like, like, that was so much fun, seeing those shots replicated. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, always, it's always fun to sort of see things in a new way, in a new style. Yeah. Uh, Chad says, as much as I want them to redeem Crosshair, is there enough room on the ship for a sixth character? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like... Are you talking emotionally or like <laughs> physically on the ship? Can they fit? Oh, right. yeah. he'll, he'll spoon with Wrecker. That's what, yeah. that's how it'll go. Yeah. Easy. That, you know, just them and Gonky. Mm-hmm. Which also forgot to mention a really sweet moment between Omega and Gonky today in that, yeah. in that episode. <laughs> He's like, we're defective too. <laughs> that was so cute. <laughs> Like, don't yeah. take it personally. We think it's a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Like, you're one of us, Gonky. Oh, plus. Yeah. Gonk, we oh, are well, all yeah. the bad batch. There already are six people on the shuttle. <laughs> it's Gonky. <laughs> oh, yep. Uh, King Dorsey 6 says, Yeah, I didn't see Crosshair's Redemption ending with him rejoining them on the ship. It's predictable, but I see him dying in the last stand, holding off waves of enemies for them to escape. Well, that's sad. <laughs> I think that's the thing. It is predictable. So I think no one really wants that. Um, yeah. Like, I, I, I could also see that happen. Um, because that is also very Star Wars. Where mm-hmm. you, you reach your apex and you're like, okay, this is this is a good time to go out. Um, but, but yeah, I think, I think there's so much potential in continually mining these characters and showing, you know, if, in, if there is a season two, showing them repair that relationship. I think I think that can show some some really good stuff. You know, it'd be a major mindfuck. What's that? If the series ended on, well, looks like we have to activate Operation Blah 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 or something, and then they go do 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 do, open the door, and he's like smoke, and it's like a, a surgical room, and he goes, and he goes, him? Are you sure about this? Yes, yes, we have to activate the project. They press some buttons, you see some electrical electrodes stop, hear some boo boo boo, and then you just see these little legs go. Uh, a few of them, and they're all metal, and there's even more metal than man, or should I say man? And you hear just a hmm, and it's Admiral Trench once again. He survived again. Oh my god! It's like it's like just one arm, <laughs> and like, <laughs> like an eye, half of his mandible, <laughs> one mandible, one robotic, one, mandible. one on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> that would. I think that would replace Maul as Man Too Angry to Die. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 like he, but he immediately dies because Vader finds out about it, lands and goes, oh, fuck this. Nope. <laughs> the head. Vader steps on him and then like 20 little Admiral Trenches come oh, off his no, back. No, 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 Oh my god, I had... Oh, my skin is crawling. I had a, like, oh. <laughs> they, they go through his armor as well, like so. He's like all the burnt flesh is like <laughs> crawling on it. Like, like all these, ah! all these, all these little guys are like the algorithm, the algorithm, the algorithm. Taking my headphones out. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, friend of Hagrid. <laughs> are, we, are we are we done with this scary spider talk? There we go. <laughs> 
they shouldn't Definitive. have made him a spider. They should have made him a cockroach. Bazing. Yeah. Can't die. Uh, yeah, that'd be that'd be something. Yeah. If one free talk can survive a blaster bolt to the head, <laughs> who's to say Admiral <laughs> Trench can't survive two ships blowing up? <laughs> True. <laughs> who's to say? <laughs> yeah. It's a miracle. The miracle of life is alive and well in, in Admiral Trench. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, if you've got any questions for us, please do send them in now before we wrap up soon. But before we get that, we've got our overall thoughts and score. Because I feel like we've, we've gone through everything, right, with the episode? Matt? No, no. You just the says, Please don't respond. I was wiping it up in the background. Be blue stuff. butterfly. Why couldn't it have been a blue butterfly? Oh, yeah. We'd end up on Tython. And she says, I think Crosshair's redemption is already happening. He's purposely missing his shots for them to escape. And I think it happened when he had a heart to heart with Omega. Maybe. Maybe you can blend that in with uh, Turbo's comment a bit earlier where he said, maybe since Crosshair had his face melted, the chip decided to break down. Yeah. yeah, we still, again, this like the nebulous aspect of what the chips mean to each individual clone. Like, you never know. There could be, could be something in on that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's go back to our overall thoughts and scores. Uh, I feel like Nikki should go first this week. But before I ask you, there is someone we need, and that is... All right. Um, yeah, I think if you've been here for the last hour, it's pretty clear <laughs> all the thoughts we have on this episode. I think, again, just what a blessing to be in Harrison Dula's presence yet again. Um, she's She remains just a fantastic character within the Star Wars uh, quilt <laughs> that is constantly having little squares added to it um yeah it, it's so great her and omega were amazing together um just really built off their relationship from the previous episode really well um i love the batch uh getting the job done once again i i really like the uh we didn't talk too much about this section but the the echo hunter infiltration again um i thought a, kind of a, a fun follow-up on the Braxis episode again. This is their specialty. They know how to do this shit. Um, <laughs> and I, I also love the, I loved Gobi being like, I didn't hire them. And like Hera hired us. And like, what <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> like, how'd she do that? Um, so yeah, I thought that was super cool. Um, and then yeah, just so much, so many intriguing things. Like, I mean, Charlie, you said the Hauser moment was your favorite of the, the series. I mean, that, that was a big moment. For, mm -hmm. for this show and for the, the clones and what, what we know about them, what we think we know about them in this time period. Um, so yeah, just again, I'm going to go with my very basic criteria. Was the episode beautiful to look at? Yes. Do I love the characters and the craft of the show? Yes. <laughs> uh, do I have lots of questions? Yes. Um, and did I just have a good time watching it? Yes. 10 out of 10, baby. Come on. Let's keep bringing it. Woo! <laughs> Perfect. Claire. 
Hey. Uh, yeah, I mean, this episode, building off of an excellent episode from last week, revisiting characters that I've been worried about, um, surprising me in some of the storytelling devices, which is always nice because I feel like, you know, sometimes things fall into a format that you can predict pretty well. And this episode, what I thought would happen didn't happen. And I like, I, I like being pleasantly surprised. Um, I really, really enjoyed watching Hauser and his handsome devil, roguish nature, uh, being handsome and doing the right thing. Hot guys doing good always, always is, is entertainment for me. That gives it at least three points added on to the final score. Just kidding. Um, but no, it, it was a really great episode. Omega is really shining in this one. I love girlfriend time. I love that that their relationship between the two of them has that that that's it's you can see it blossoming to something that we might get to explore down the line, which I love. Um, and they. Omega, because of Hera, Omega's put in a situation where she's grown. And because of Omega, Hera has been put in a situation where she's grown. And that's always beautiful to see characters helping other characters grow. Good times. I really enjoyed this episode. Um, and I'm really excited to find what these last four episodes bring for us because I'm nervous. I am scared. And uh, I, I did things about to hit the fan, I think. So, yeah, I'm going to give this a nine and a half. Nine and a half. And uh, yes, my heart is full. We're getting closer. We're getting closer <laughs> to the perfect then. Uh, <laughs> one day, one day. It's going to be finale, baby. That's what it's going to be. Holding out for the finale. <laughs> uh, Chad gave it a nine. Yeah, let us know what scores you would give the episode. Mm -hmm. uh, Anthony has given it a 9.5. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Uh, I personally was off the four because I was like, well, last week I gave it a 10, so I don't want to be too generous. I've got to be very critical. But I was like, throughout most of the episodes, I thought, this is a solid 9.5. I love this. But I've got a few bit of an episode left. Then that halves of speech happened. I was like, there is no way in God's heaven on earth will I give this episode less than a 10. Captain Housing and those clones did not sacrifice themselves. Just for me to, to you know, <laughs> look down on them. So I'm going to give it a ten. I thought I really loved it. Again, I I like that Lord of the Sith. You know, that, that issue's gone. People won't moan about that anymore. As a bonus for me, just you know, to enjoy Twitter a little bit more. Um, so yeah, I really I really loved this episode. I thought there was nothing that really dragged it down for me. Um, otherwise, I would have given nine point five. I, I I truly thought this was a great episode. Builds up to things in in the future, and yeah, there's nothing really. Um, there's nothing that I didn't particularly like. Uh, Bob gave it. He said I'm more modest. I gave it an eight. That's very good. They're all very good high scores. Good scores though. Like, I'm glad that the chat also seems to be enjoying this as much as we are because this is this is fun for me. I like this. I kind of like this whole bad batch thing. It's going pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that feeling that's nice when you turn on a cartoon and chill out and enjoy it? <laughs> right? <laughs> or don't wow. chill out. There's a very tense uh, tense narrative building. Um, yeah. It's it, it's fun. Fun stuff. Oh, Brent says I can have four tears for a 10. 
Pairing a pairing of trouble last week did it for me. Oh, well, there we go. right. Oh, that moment. Of, oh, that was okay. a re- that was a special moment. I think I like actually yelled when that happened. I don't. I also don't usually tweet during an episode, but I think that's the only time this whole season I was like, I have to, I have to put something out of my body. This cannot stay <laughs> inside me. I need to slap something down. Um, yeah, that was a special moment. I tell you what, if we do get season two, I'm, this is my prediction for season two, okay? We're going to see the Mandalorian Civil War and the Empire taken. I think we might potentially see an animated version of Moff Gideon. Mm-hmm. But more years. More, yeah, but more importantly, I feel like we might see a certain night owl holding a baby. You know, oh, Nikki's going. <laughs> yeah. go. He's out. Yeah. He's out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be that'd be wild. Um, dude, I'm telling you, man, I'm gonna say it again. General Pride, show me. That that'd be awesome. Show, I'd love show to see him. Me, and I want him to be super weird, doing super <laughs> weird shit, because like, again, I, we love that scene of. Like I served you in the last war, and he's got like the glow in his eyes that makes him look so fucking psychotic. Um, <laughs> like I want to see that guy in the Empire. Bring well, on everyone, the crazy! Everyone's thinking that because he is the classic Imperial, like traditionalist, he would have been proper and like, you know, like Tarkin-esque in 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 the Empire. And but what if in this time period? Because we also know he's a cultist. What if he's like just a goth? <laughs> <laughs> he's got dark eyeliner on. <laughs> he's, he's got like emo. He's got emo bangs. He's got dark he's eyeliner. Covering one eye. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's got like a Sith logo, and I'm like, oh god, here he comes again with his weird religion. He's oh like, what the Sith kid? He's like the Sith are cool, man. Oh my goodness! He's giving music recommendations. Do you think there's like metal in the Star Wars universe, and they like use Sith? Do you think there's like a metal band that has Darth Crate <laughs> on, their, on their album? It's oh it's whoever God. it's whatever Zebrox was. They're like heavier <laughs> album. <laughs> yeah, but like some Sith Lord on their um, yeah. on their like artistic, and he's like wearing a band cover T-shirt. He's got like the bangs. He's got the T-shirt. It's the Space Iron Maiden. <laughs> he's got one of those spiky belts. Yes. <laughs> oh man, what a brilliant, brilliant character design! I would buy the the art of Bad Batch just to see all the iterations <laughs> of of emo, emo pride. Um, also, a really quick thing. Also, right at the end, I thought it was fun that Echo was, or sorry, Tech was the one who taught Hera about masking the the ships, like yes. um, sort of signatures thing. and stuff. Yeah. So again, just a nice little. You know, Easter egg for everybody who knows what they do a lot of in Rebels. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like, holy, that comes in handy, dude. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> it's true. Uh, <laughs> Dolph made it under zip right. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, I think, and yeah, just to con- you know, continue that hair uh, point really quick. I think it's it's super important how much this show has shown the batch like building the rebellion in a lot of ways. Um, it like, it could have just been 
them on their own in this in this uh, confusing time, but um, they are actually connecting it to tangible things we know about the rebellion, the way the rebellion operates. Um, so, so yeah, I think I just think that continues to be really awesome. King George VI says Fraun would be out in the Ninth Fleet at this point, fighting insurgents on the edge of the unknown regions, right? Basically, there's novels. I think that's where it would be. I haven't read them, so I defer to you. You're both your judgment. I think. I forget, <laughs> I forget the timeline of. Because, like, when I feel like, because when we find Thrawn, when he's found in space here, he it's the Empire's already established. Yeah. Hierarchy's They're already not established in the war. there. Yeah, and, so, and the Anakin meets him late war, right? Yeah, Anakin meets him late in the Clone War, so this, yeah. that's probably pretty close to the timeline there. Mm. Okay, cool. The more you know. Um, let's have a look. What else have we got? Uh, Brent says, I don't think the Mandalorians will be massive for the story arc. It feels pretty self-contained around the clone storytelling. Other stories in Adventure 12 times. Yeah, but also, if there was a war going on, I can see Sid being like, there's a civil war going on. We've got a lot of weapons we need to get. Supply <laughs> run. Yeah. yeah like, There's always a way thing. to include it. Yeah. Um, like but again, like I said, special event series, animation, bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> Make it happen. Uh, and he says, I have a prediction for the season finale. An animated version of Mace Windows shows up and he's watched by Sam Jackson. Interesting. That's a bold Interesting. call. A bold, bold call. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> but I think I still think he died in the Revenge of the Sith. Nobody, no <laughs> show confirmation. The, show me the car facts. Show baby. me the car facts. <laughs> show yeah. me the corpse facts. I'll, I'll tell you, Anthony. If you're at celebration and you drink I, alcohol, and that's right, all drink, of us drinks on us. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll. yeah. or something. How wild would that be? That'd be awesome. Yeah. I would, I would be, Drinks. I would like that. Or the next alternative, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> that'd be awesome, though. Yeah, uh, I know. Anthony did ask a question before as well that we didn't get. Uh, here we go. Uh, if John and Dave came to you guys as Star Wars fans and asked for your opinions on who they should cast as live action version of Omega and Hera, who do you choose? Oh. Uh, who wants to go first? Because I've got, I've got my picks already. I don't know. You should go then. <laughs> you should go, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't thought much so, about this at all. <laughs> Hera, absolutely Vanessa Marshall. Vanessa Marshall, yeah. And Omega, I'm going to say it, Tamara Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, just superimposed Polynesian spa. Yes, it's, it's him with blonde hair. <laughs> yeah, just in there. Yeah. I like it, there's like a really dramatic thing of it being like, this is the end. There's no going back. They just cuts to him going, Ah, oh, there are no words. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, that's always tough. I think Vanessa Marshall is the shout for Hera. Yeah. Um, I think we saw her in the Squadron stuff doing motion capture. I think it was Squadron. Yes. Motion capture yeah. for Hera. Uh, so I don't think that's out of her wheelhouse. Um, and then, yeah, Omega's hard. It's always hard to cast kids. It's hard, yeah. Yeah, and so I don't know. Um, if you could, yeah. like, retroactively... No, I don't know. It's hard. It's it's super hard to, 
to cast a kid. You just don't know. It depends. I don't know. Fucking Ricky, Ricky Baker. <laughs> from Ricky Baker. Birthday, Ricky Baker. Ricky Baker. I was about to say, like, it depends because when you said Omega, I just assumed older. So I was going to yeah, say Rachel, Rachel House from the same film, the you know, the policewoman. She's in Four Ragnarok. Oh, okay, yeah, as older it's Omega. Your birthday. <laughs> no. Also, also with Ricky Baker, she's in there. Ricky Baker. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like uh, she's the policewoman in a. Uh, yeah. In the. She's so um, good. Hunt for the World of People. If you watched that, watch that. Great film, movie. Really Auto movie. Ugh. <laughs> Once rejected. Now accepted. <laughs> now accepted. <laughs> Singing about a kid who's got adopted. So funny. That's the the, the Taika Jesus speech. <laughs> He's like. Bitch, um, <laughs> <laughs> they would be cast Sam Neil as and stuff. Oh man. <gasps> oh my god. I this is <laughs> um th- it, this is my legends casting of him, okay? Because oh, okay. this wouldn't be canon. From the original Timothy Zahn heir to the Empire trilogy, Joris Seboff, or however you pronounce it, the j- weird mm. Jedi wizard guy, because Sam Neill was in a 1995 made-for-television oh, movie called Merlin, and I love it, and it's still great. It has a great rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and nobody wants to watch it with me. It's fine. I'm not that salty about it. It's cool. However, he plays the hell out of Merlin, and I think he would play the hell out of a crazy crackpot old space wizard. Just saying. Yeah. Thank you for your consideration. I will end my speech here. Happy dope. Sam Neill for Joris. I dig it. Thank you. I dig it very much. What if he's uh, another senator who's friends with uh, a certain purple-haired uh, friend of Leia Organa? Yeah. Oh my God! If oh. they, if <laughs> Sam, Space Sam Neil got it on. Oh my God. The an old fling, perhaps, of Vice Admiral Holdos. Yeah. Maybe. Buy it. I love it. I love, I love it. Sam Neill. I want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put him in the film. He's good. Just do it. Also, I, I really liked him in The Exorcist 3. No, The Omen 3. For anyone who's watched The Omen 3, the third part of The Omen trilogy. There's a third <laughs> Omen movie. He plays old Damien. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's really, great. It's, it's a good, it's a, well... It's a Talk good- about range, man. <laughs> like how you were like, it's a good, it's a, well, uh. He fights <laughs> I Jesus. Can't that. What? He's the Antichrist, so of course he has to fight Christ. What are you talking about? Like in an energy battle or? <laughs> <laughs> energy battle. Energy um, battle! Um, <laughs> no, I, 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 I it's I'm, the church. I can remember. If I could rec- it's been a while since I've watched the film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's the president, I feel like. Or he's like the same sort of position as his dad was in the first film. Gregory Peck. The man's got range. You know, he can be he can be crazy weirdo like Hunt for the Welder people. Or mm-hmm. he can be Dr. Grant. You yeah. know, and Absolutely. Is he can be whatever he wants to be in Star Wars. There we go. That's so true. Maybe he's on Galen's farm. Like in his have you seen his real life farm? He's got these yeah, like yeah. animals, he's got all these brains. Like this one's called Charlie. What an honor. Absolutely. Well, I think that's all we have time for 
thank you guys for your questions. We'll be back next week. But before we say goodbye, of course, we should plug our stuff. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at InternetPod and on Instagram at ImperialSnetPod. And don't forget, you can support the show by buying our merchandise or becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash the Imperial Set Podcast. All links are available found in the description below. Right. Let me just get rid of this before we get going. Uh, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Brent. Thanks for hanging out, gang. Uh, who wants to go first to plug this stuff? Eeny, meeny, miny, Nikki. <laughs> you have to give us direction. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, okay. Uh, Claire, why don't you go first? Okay, sure. Um, of course, you can find me here on the Imperial Senate podcast. Oh my God, there's, oh my, there I am. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Seastribs, and, and there I am. That's pretty rad. Cool. I'm from Dathomir, and I was born on May 11th. All the important <laughs> stuff you need to know right there. Uh, yeah. And uh, other than that, stay tuned, Twitchsters. There will be Twitching aplenty coming soon. So sizzle, sizzle. And uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, cool. Follow Imperial Senate Podcast on Twitch if you don't. Nikki. Yeah, um, you can normally find me on Twitter at the at there. Um, you can't find me currently because it's currently deactivated. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it will be back in good time. Um, catch me next week. And uh, yeah, if you want to listen to another show I do, a uh, film commentary slash watch along party is one and done film club. There it is. You can see our most recent episodes, Star Wars prequel trilogy, scary movie, Rocky. We got 10 episodes in season one. Um, and uh, we pick one episode from each franchise and watch it and talk about it. So um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's great stuff. Uh, you can follow that at one letter N done show. We got some cool off season stuff and then we'll be right back at it with season two. And then um, let me see what else there is. Uh, we have the Imperial Senate fantasy premier league league is renewed. It is active. Um, we can, we will, I guess soon enough tweet a um, little sort of code out. If you want to join in on that, um, there will be some cool revamps. Uh, around that thing for Patreon members as well. Um, so that'll be fun. Always a good time. You got about just under a month before the Premier League season starts. So check that out um, and get involved. Yeah, and we also have our Discord, uh, the Imperial Net Podcast Discord, which you can find us in. And there is a little sports channel where you can discuss all the uh, Premier League fantasy stuff with us and you know battle each other pick teams give hints and suggestions and all that fun stuff as for me you can follow me on twitter at c-m-w-a-s-h-b-y uh, and also i have a link tree on my twitter account so if you go to my twitter look at my bio and you have my link tree which looks like this there's also the link for it in case you just want to search for it and yeah, you can see all the stuff. Got my website, uh, the Imperial Center Podcast links there as well for you. Uh, I got the Charlie Ashby Network, which has the show's Pond Division, which is me and Ash from Rogue Podron talking about everything MCU based. We just finished the Loki. We're going to record the finale episode for that. 
pretty soon. Uh, we also have shows like Batman Returns, which is me and our good friend Auden talking about the Batman films. I'm also doing commissions for artwork and photoshops in case you have a podcast of your own or just want to have a fun photoshop. You can actually commission some stuff from me. So yeah, check that out. And that's about it. So thank you all for listening. Again, oh, here we go. Matt wants to know what gunner I have on my back of my jersey. I haven't got any on the back of my jersey, but I've got two gunners in my name. So there's a little fun Easter egg for you. There you are. All right, now, now the question has to be asked. If you have to get one person, and there is a right answer to this, you have to get one person. Mm. Who are you getting on the back of that shirt? Tierney. <sighs> Bakayo Saka, my man. Oh, yes. oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, all right, calm down. All right, yeah, of course. <laughs> For this kit, as what I was saying, oh, okay, the new okay, one that's okay. coming out, that's just going, okay. oh, of course I'll get Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great. Fun way to end the episode. (laughs) There we go. I thought you'd be happy, Claire. Scottish. I am happy. I am happy. (laughs) Gilberto Silva. That'd be a be a weird one to have. Throw back, throw back, baby. I'll I'll get canoe. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're talking. There we go. What a legend. Uh, King George six sets. I have Rooney on several shirts that I bought over the years. Good man. Hopefully for teams he's playing. (laughs) it's <laughs> actually a funny story the first time i wore a rooney jersey to school it was my yeah. seventh grade english teacher was like is that mickey rooney <laughs> <laughs> and i was like <laughs> yeah. snorts coming yeah. from charlie yeah snorts coming from <laughs> charlie <laughs> america baby Ooh. It was, it was either Mickey Rooney or Andy oh. Rooney from uh, from uh, 60 Minutes fame telling you how to open your mail. Um, oh, so, yeah, that was, that was fun. America in the early 2000s was fun for, <laughs> for people who enjoy the beautiful game. Well, if it was Mickey Rooney, I think Wayne, Wayne and Mickey have a similar sort of love for the same age women. So on that note, <laughs> why don't we wrap up? I will see you all next time, but also you when we'll talk about the Bad Batch on the Bad Batches. I'm just, I'm just broken. You've broken me. Oh my God. Next time. Love older women. (laughs) Yes. That's true. That is, that is our official mantra for the series. Is love Uh, older women. Value older women. That's right. Value older women. This, 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 by the way, before we go, I know it's we will go, but this feels very, this is so true. This feels like a, a story that's true. Right, now, I got, <laughs> now I got to give one more story. I got to give one more story because I love it. Um, yeah. Okay, so 2007, I, I was in Rome. I was in the Vatican specifically. And Roma and Man United had just been drawn in the Champions League together. Oh, and yeah. I, was, I was on a school trip and I wore my United shirt to... The Vatican oh, and no. as we were as we were going through security I was like near the end of the line and security stopped me and they were like no 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 and, and like I knew what was going on my teacher didn't so he had a panic attack while while I was being stopped and like laughing with the guards at the Vatican not the <laughs> not the Swiss guard it wasn't that cool just the like the suits guys um, yeah. so yeah that was that was a fun time uh just kicking it off with some Roma fans 
Oh my god. Oh, I, I was gonna it's... say that's very very Christ like. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'd say, like <laughs> we're weird, like yeah, like uh in the Vatican. Love thy neighbor in the Vatican. Who, who we then beat seven one, so that was fun. There you go. Yeah. Suck yeah. it. <laughs> Is that what you said to the, the, to the Pope? Suck it, yeah. Pope. I'm like, we'll get you later, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, I feel like it's time we should, uh, you know, say goodbye to everyone. Probably. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next time. See ya. Bye. Bye everyone. <laughs>